Hello everyone, I'm Rachel, and you're listening to Let's Talk Avatar. This is a watch-through of The Legend of Korra. Isaac and I will be discussing each episode and giving our opinions on it. Just as a reminder, this podcast does contain spoilers for The Legend of Korra. This is a teen-rated podcast, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, everyone, to the Let's Talk Avatar podcast. My name is Isaac. And my name's Rachel. And today we will be talking about the last episode of season three of The Legend of Korra. I believe it's episode 13, and it is titled Venom of the Red Lotus. So appropriate. Um, Can very I just... straightforward title. <laughs> yeah, very. This, I feel like we've been waiting for this moment all of season three, like to get to this episode, but now it's here. It's such a bittersweet moment, you know, because it's like we want to get into season four, definitely, but ending season three, you're like, we've been doing it for so long, you know, we've been watching it and talking about it, and now it's coming to an end. But I feel that way after every season that we watch. Yeah, same. <sighs> but we're here, the end of season three, which, um, pretty crazy. Like the last episode. So basically, I know we said in the last episode, but this is the episode where Janora uh, finds out where Korra is. Mm -hmm. And then she goes back to, from like astral projecting and you see where the airbenders are. And she's like, okay, well, we got to do something. Like we got to do our own thing because right now no one can. Yeah. You know. Actually, I just thought about this. The really cool thing about Janora is she saw the danger that Korra was in, but she didn't tell them because I feel like that would have made them all panic, you know? And so Korra, I mean Korra, um, what did I say? Julie? (laughs) (laughs) Julie. Janora is like, what, 12 years old? And she's holding this information to herself for the greater good of these people, you know? She's just so wise beyond her years. I mean, we'll see more, too, further down the episode, but it's just crazy. Yeah, um, but then Kai takes all of the, like, Tenzin, Mako, Balin, Asami to this, like, area where they meet up with Suyin and Lin, all these people, and they're kind of, like, thankful that everyone's still alive, and then they're also like, oh, I learned how to lava bend, oh, well, I fucking killed Pali with a helmet or yeah like a everyone, they're all like downloading all of this information to one another this whole time kai is like uh we gotta speed this up like i know where they're He's at like i have something to say and everyone's like be quiet stop talking we're trying to talk to each other He's yeah like, he literally has the key that you guys need but eventually he gets it out and he tells them they're somewhere over here and then oogie shows up convenient convenient there's a lot I of mean, convenient. To see that interaction though between him and um, Tenzin is like, oh, after yeah. Tenzin's been beaten down. Yeah, still beat up. Um, but they are on their way. They're flying to through the canyon, which Rachel also mentioned. It looks like kind of the same canyon that uh, Aang fought the Fire Lord in at the end of The Last Airbender. Yeah, very similar. Um, but then they like point down. When they're the <laughs> He's canyon. like, I think it's there. <laughs> It's just a bunch of guru statues. Yeah, literal monk statues. And you're like, hmm, I wonder else it would have been. Yeah, like, it can't be that, right? Like, it's literally like, that. No, that's not where it is. So they fly down there, and um, then it cuts to a scene. Or no, 
they all run in except for whoever didn't go with, but they like kind of split up. Some hoes run in to the temple, and then Mako Bolin and Tonrock. Right. Yeah, they're the ones that go. I mean, they're the ones that find Korra being poisoned. No, they run in, and she's already entered the Avatar state by that time. You know, I just realized. Huh. Hold on, I'm gonna mention it when we get there. Um, something about electricity. But, so, there's a really cool scene where the airbenders are, like, figuring out a plan. And they're like, oh, we need water. Or I need to go take a poop. Then Pem was like, there's kids in here that haven't drinking. <laughs> Poor Pem has gone through so I know. much. She's she been kidnapped dra- how many times? She gets dragged like, into every the... every season she's kidnapped with her family <laughs> for something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they're there and... Eventually, the guard's like, fine, here's some water. And then Janora, like, airbends up his uniform, whatever, and the keys kind of slide around. And then Opal gets them somehow, unlocks her cuffs, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? And that's when Suyin and Lin, like, break through the wall. And Which, Earthbend. by the way, at that point, there are two guards. Yeah. But they only have to defeat one, and all of a sudden, the other one's gone. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe he does go to Zaheer, but you never see him again. Yeah, I think he realized in that moment, like, Maybe you know he was what? like, I ain't gonna deal with this. Maybe he was like, I turned into Leaf after seeing this. I don't get paid this. enough. Yeah. Um, but then we cut to a clip of Mako, Bolin, and Tonrock, I think. And they basically are like... No, no, no. no. Hold on. Korra. I want to mention something here. So Korra has been poisoned. She has had it put into her from by her wrists and her like Ankles. calves area. Yeah. So it's been literally just sucked into her skin. And this stuff induces the avatar state. So then that way they can kill her and she, the avatar cycle's done. Because if this... The poison is meant to kill her. That's why it will cause the avatar state. But they also need to kill her while she's it's in the avatar state. It's a slow kill. It's not like an instant kill. Yeah. But... It's crazy because she's fighting going into the Avatar state so that obviously they can't kill her while in the Avatar state. And when she's doing that, she's going through all the different enemies she's had to fight. So you see Una, oh, you see Vatu, um, Ta- who is it? Amon. Tarlock. Amon. Like you see all of these people she's had to face once before and they're all pretty much saying like, you're losing. And it made me kind of, I mean, it made me sad because... At this point, she has no past avatars to break that negative mindset and be like, hey, we're here. We've got you. You've got the strength to fight back. There's no positive reinforcement anymore. And I feel like for me, it was a really it was a realization like, wow, I know she's mentioned it many times before that it's just her. But honestly, it it is just just her. her. She has no avatars, previous avatars to rely on. Yeah. And um, when she when Tonrock or her dad, Mako and Belin show up. She's already in the Avatar state, and she's at this point, like, breaking yeah, free. Yeah, she's fully uh, come to the Avatar state, and Zaheer's like, kill her now. Which, Isaac had a good point. He's like, well, why didn't they just have, like, an ice... Spike like, right behind her head to just, like, shoot through her head yeah. as soon as she got into the Avatar state. You know, like, they have... If like, they really they wanted to do it right. If they were going to make the lava rise. Like, that's a little... It's so cringy to think about it, but she eventually, like... <laughs> weakens all of them with her chains and gets out and then Zaheer flies through 
the majority of the episode is literally her and Zaheer fighting back and forth in the same kind of area that looks like where Aang and Ozai fought. Yeah, but Zaheer's flying out of there and Korra catches up with him and that's when their fight scene happens. But while that's happening, Mako and Bolin are taking on Gazan and Mingwa. Yeah. Literally, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but they, I mean, I guess there's not much to it other than they kill them. Yeah. Um, but can we talk about the way that they, I mean, well, Gazan basically kills himself because he's like, I'm not going to prison again. I know I'm not going to make it, make it out al- like alive. Or if I do, I'm going to prison. So I'm just going to kill myself. Yeah, or he was like, if I'm not going to make it, you aren't either. So he literally... Okay, but before that, um, Mingwa and Mako are fighting. Mako almost kills her right there. And yeah. then she's like, eh, and so she like falls conveniently into a whole like grotto of water. Yeah. So Mako falls down. He's like, crap, because she's right behind him with all this water now and is about to kill him. But then he like gets away just in time for him to electrocute the water and literally electrocutes her to death. Honestly, knowing that, if you have the ability to bend electricity, you are OP against waterbenders. Yeah. Like, you're OP. And she dies right there. I mean, think about how many different arms of water she has coming at him and he electrocutes just one of them and she's entirely shocked, you know? Yeah. Makes me wonder why he didn't do it before. I know. Like, you had plenty of moments to do this. I... Maybe in those moments, he wasn't thinking about it. But I was saying with Asami, she probably could have done that. Oh, yeah, with her, um, I don't like, think, glove. I don't think it would have... It probably would have electrocuted her if she just put her glove in the water, too. I yeah. think he, she probably would have had to, like, touch her back or something to do it. Yeah. While she had water. Yeah. Yeah, because Mako had to jump up, obviously, away from the water and electrocute it. Um, but... I mean, these moments you're thinking like, well, thank God they're finally gone. These people that we've been fighting against for so long. But it's also a big win for Mako and Bolin because they've both grown as fighters, in my opinion. I mean, think about who they've gone up against. I mean, and to fight the Red Lotus, who are actually pretty strong people. They weren't even able to go up against uh, Eska and Desna to defend the portals. Yeah. Imagine Bolin doing that with lava now. Yeah. He could have done like a... Oh, just hit the mic. (laughs) He could have done like a moat of lava around the portal or something. That would have been cool to see, but obviously... Or even a wall of lava. Because remember, he held that wall up. True. And you can like make compact like molten rocks too. To then earth bend. Okay, honestly, we need to do an episode where we go in depth to these different um sub bending elements because we never really look deep into it i mean we do and we don't but how how instant is lava bending because well you have to have lava to bend it and how often are you around lava right yeah well i think when you know you don't you don't but i think when you start out you have to create it so that probably takes a little bit to do true yeah that's kind of cool though that you can still create it because Gazan does that. Yeah. Whereas waterbenders, you have to have water. There's no way. You can't create water. I mean, Korra did. If you, not Korra, Katara, if you run and use your sweat. Ew. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's happening. And then Janora is the fun MVP. Because she's like, we have to stop him. 
He's going to kill Korra at some point. Yeah, well, Tonrock's the one that's like, we need to help Korra. And, you know, Tenzin's like, we can't fight him. He can fly. Like, he's obviously no the airbender. most advanced airbender yeah, at this no point. Yeah, no airbender has been able to do this for thousands of years. And, um... Jinor was like, well, there hasn't been as many of us in hundreds of years, so... <laughs> yeah, and so they all team up, and that's when they create that really big, like... Tornado. Tornado kind of thing. And then they suck in um, Zaheer and Korra. And, I mean, that's obviously where it ends. But at this point, Korra has been, like, beaten down. Yeah, and the Zaheer poison and him has, have been fighting for, like... The poison has started to get to her, so she de- she's not as strong. She's now... Zaheer says it. He's like, you can't fight both me and the poison. And yeah. that's the point that she's reached. Is she's like, I am dying to this poison, but I'm also trying to fight Zaheer, and I can't do... While in the Avatar state... Yeah, but when they get in the twister, um, Korra at this point is like knocked out, but then all of a sudden she like goes to the Avatar state one last time and grabs her chain that's still attached to her and like wraps Wrapped it in. around Zaheer and then pulls him down. And then that's when Lin and Zui, um, Suyin like form this little like concave of what earth around him, so he's stuck. And Zaheer is like, well. She's still going to die because of the poison. And Janora's like, it's metallic. You can bend it out of her to, to um, Suyin. And so he's like, wait, no. And Suyin bends it out of her. But I mean, obviously, we go into the next season with her still having some poison. And um, then you're just like, oh, we're finally at a, a level area. You know, like, it's done. Zaheer's been defeated. Everyone else has been killed. The Red Lotus is not going to go on. But, I mean, all that happens is he he goes back to prison. And these airbenders, I know you don't like them. And I don't really, I didn't really care for them this season. But think about how much pride they have now. Oh, yeah. They didn't want this lifestyle. They didn't want this power, this these abilities. But they have them now. And I think they're finally to the point where they realize this is their life. Yeah. They I... are meant to carry on the airbending legacy. And I think they want to now. Because they've seen what they can do together for good mm-hmm. and they've seen Janora now who by the way is the leader of them now yeah she gets her tattoos at the end she of has this. that i cried because it's like Janora to me is like a little sister in a way you watch her grow up and she's so wise she knows so much she's so talented and she has such a motivating positive spirit about her that it gets everyone else riled up. It's uh, that's what happened in this situation, you know. But Tenzin's like the as Tenzin's talking, he it, the camera's like going to every like Airbender, like new Airbender, and he's like, these are the people that are gonna like spread across the world and reinvigorate, you know, yeah, rebuild. Well, it's been two weeks since Cora got had that situation up where she's been poisoned and Zaheer's been captured. And she looks sick, you know, like she yeah. is in a wheelchair. She's super sick, which then we go to like the president of Republic City and he's like, welcome back, you know, um, thank you for what you did. And then she leaves and he's like, um, is she going to be able to fight soon? Because we have the Earth Kingdom that's falling apart and we have Zaheer that's going to be a prison and we have to worry about that and then everything else going on in the world. And they're like, who's going to watch after it while she's in the wheelchair? And I was like pretty messed uh, up i was like, like she can still do things in a wheelchair she's just poisoned it's but, not that she's but in a wheelchair the way he said it it was just like yeah it was like the wheelchair was the thing that was, was stopping, stopping her. her and i'm like not the fact that she's poisoned yeah. we're not gonna talk about that but like, we've seen before the president's not the, the best sharpest tool in the yeah. shed. 
Um, but something you wanted to mention last episode, Kuvira. Yes. They start to so, give her more of a voice. We see her in these last two episodes and you start to, um, and it's, it's so odd. She's oddly put in these situations or conversations because you really haven't seen much of her and you really don't care. You don't care about her when you see her here, but they do that obviously because she is the main bad guy in the next season. And I told Isaac, I was like, you know, honestly, this was a, a good moment for her to see the strength of Team Avatar, to see what they can do and accomplish and to work against, like to create plans to work against their strengths or, you know, to use their weaknesses to her and advantage. Again, just like Zaheer, I don't think she's strategizing out of evil. Yeah. It's just what she believes in and what she thinks is how the best way to grow the Earth Kingdom. But that's in season four. Way I know ahead. it's hard not to even, we haven't even started season four and we're all yeah. trying to get to it. Um, yeah. I it mean, was just, it was kind of bittersweet because Janor gets her tattoos. Everyone, they have this whole ceremony. You're everyone's so proud, happy. You're so happy. And then it, Janora hugs Tenzin. Everyone's crying. And then it cuts to Korra. She just looks dead. Well, she's crying too. And she's and crying you're like, too. you know she's not crying because of Janora. You know she's crying because to her and her mind... She's done. Like, she's really reached a point where, yeah, she's alive, but what can she... She can't fight against anything right now. Right now. Well, so and we I thought... Season four. It was even It was even sadder, because when you first see Korra in that wheelchair, Asami's, like, doing her hair for the ceremony, and she's like, you just, like, got poisoned. It'll, it'll be a minute before you can get back, but I'm sure you'll have a, like, quick recovery. And obviously that's not the case. I think the hardest thing for Cora is she wants to bounce back and serve the people again. And she knows she can't do that right away. And I think that's the hardest realization is she's like, this is a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. That's a good point. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I don't think she's sad that she can't be there. I well, think and she's limited. She is in a wheelchair. She's limited. Like she literally can't walk. She can't really take care of herself. Because and she's the avatar in her mind. If at least if that were me, I'd be thinking like, I'm supposed to be the strongest person in the world to bring balance to it, to help everyone, and I can't even take care of myself. Yeah, that's deep. It's we all go through that. We're all the avatar in our <laughs> lives, and we all have a moment where we're like, man, how am I supposed to take care of all this stuff if I can't even take care of myself? Yeah, deep. But I feel like who okay. I don't want to ask who the favorite is because I honestly can't choose. <laughs> it's hard. Cora, I really enjoyed Cora this season. Same. Cora, it's really hard not to like Cora this season, you know? And even her stubbornness, you know, it comes from an area of wanting to do good. Yeah. Of just wanting to help people. It's not because she's a spoiled brat or because she's just a rowdy teenager. It's because she truly does want the best for people, you know? Like, there are so many worse people, and I think a lot of people don't don't know how to, like, disassociate the two, you know? They, they see Cora as this really, like, bratty teenager who just wants to do what she wants to do, which, yeah, she's a stubborn teenage girl, well, older now, but you know what I mean? She's just, like, she wants to do what's best for people. She cares about people, and I think she just doesn't know how, she, she's still too young to realize how to take down those thoughts of... Like, the spontaneous thoughts or the, oh, we need to do this. Or we gotta, we gotta get this done, you know? In a weird way, though, I think the poison kind of helps her. 
um, mature. She matures through that situation. Yeah, even though it, it brings her to the her lowest ever. It's at your lowest point that you're open to the greatest change. Yeah, that which is another she reoccurring thing. She reaches a lot of low points. Yep, just when you think it can't get lower, boom. It gets lower. Yeah. yeah it's pretty sad. It is. Isaac and I talked about it. It's a pretty depressing ending. It's it's bittersweet. You're happy that Janora is, has her arrows and is an airbending master, but then you're also like, Cora. You know, I'm so glad I didn't watch this when it aired because I could not wait like years for the next season. I'd be like, okay, it's over. Like, yeah, yeah, same. There's no what else. I don't know how we wait for how we ever used to wait for episodes when we were kids. You yeah. know, now that we have Netflix and every other streaming platform, it's crazy. But I think that's it for this episode. Oh, actually, I want to mention something. So as always, we have a end of the season giveaway. This one, we're going to be giving away a Cora comic, a collection um, of one, and maybe something else. We're still trying to figure it out. So keep a lookout for our, um, or on our Instagram, which is at Let's Talk Avatar, because we will post our giveaway there to celebrate the end of season three. And we will also be taking um, a short break before starting season four, probably like what? Two weeks. Yeah. Just a couple week break just so we can get caught up on some stuff and get some episodes pre-recorded. But yeah. So follow our social media. Keep a lookout for that stuff. And as always, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We hope you are all doing well and staying safe. Um, Isaac, do you have any last words? Uh, Nope. That is it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you, guys. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find us on our website at nonessentialmedia.com, on Twitter at Let's Avatar, and on Instagram at Let's Talk Avatar. Join us next week for another episode. And as always, thank you so much for all your support.